I'm your host, Joe Lenehan, and you are very welcome back to the Futurist Podcast. Well, when it comes to buying sustainable fashion online, German e-tailer Zalando has become a major player, reaching a staggering 34 million customers across 17 markets. Zalando's goal is to become the starting point for fashion and a sustainable platform with a net positive impact for both people and the planet. Earlier this year, I had the pleasure of going to Copenhagen for the launch of their Small Steps Big Impact Collection, a collaboration with some of Europe's most exciting eco-minded designers. Thanks to its enormous success, they're launching the collection's second instalment this month. To learn more about the impact Zalando and its sustainable creatives is making, today I'm talking to Charlotte Eskelson, founder of Designers Remix, one of Copenhagen's best-loved and most progressive fashion labels. Charlotte and I discuss her collection with Zalando. We talk sustainable materials, designing during COVID-19, and why she's missing travel more than most this year. As always, I really hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you do, don't forget to like, subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Over to my conversation with Charlotte. I'm so delighted to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, I really want to ask you about Copenhagen. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. I love it so much. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that things are a little bit calmer there. But What's it like working in Copenhagen and designing in Copenhagen? Because you guys have so much creativity and inspiration. What's it like to be there? Yeah, it's amazing, actually. Um, I mean, the science clinics is already 18 years old. So we've been through, yeah, it's, it is like we've been around forever. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I grew up with all the architecture. And the famous, um, you know, buildings and uh, our design heritage within furniture. So I have more a minimalistic approach to the Danish design culture. But today, a lot of um, fashion brands are around and the creativity and the way people work with colors is really famous at the moment. It's <laughs> like it's really having its time and everyone is looking to you guys for direction and inspiration and you're really leading the way not only in design but in sustainability you are so so far ahead so I can't believe you've been doing this 18 years congratulations yeah. That's- <laughs> thank you it's, it's a super small city which means that we don't have all the challenges that bigger city has everybody's biking and um, the water is clean so you can just swim in the middle of the city center literally mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. So how have things changed for you then over the 18 years of designing? Have things changed a lot or have you always had this really sustainable, minimalist approach? Yeah, I mean, we, we started the brand in 2002. And back then I was hired by a bigger group who was listed on the stock exchange. And um, I was like 23 when I started the brand and I was starting it because I was using all the dead stock products from the warehouse. You know, they have a lot of men's wear shirts and men's wear jackets, stuff like this, which I redesigned. That's why it's called Designers Remix. So um, 18 years ago, nobody talked about sustainability. We talked about vintage, but that was it. It wasn't on the agenda there at that time. 
Um, but then, of course, because we started like this, it's a, um, it's like it's a special way of designing where you actually um, you cut um, into pieces, you redevelop um, like let's say like a black jacket, you could like turn it inside out, change the lining, work with something that was dead. You know what I mean? So um, when, of course, when we started, it was like super sustainable. When we started to do a normal production, it wasn't sustainable anymore because the, even organic cotton wasn't available. Um, I remember maybe 12 years ago, we started to work with recycled polyester from a Japanese company called Tien which was a really small uh, company we found um, Premier Bichon in Paris. And then we did some dresses with them. And at the end of the day, um, we ended up, I think, producing a couple of hundred. So it was great. So we stick to the recycled polyester. I think for us, that was one of the first innovative fabrics and yarns we started to develop on. And then I think um, Nils, my husband and our CEO, He's also the chair at the Global Fashion Agenda. Really, really big and famous. Yeah, it's... it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. And I remember um, there were a, a really great team on the stage talking about um, how you should redesign collections again and how you should work with, you know, we produce a lot of brands have a lot of stock which they cannot sell and how we can also collect pieces that have been worn before and start to redevelop and, and recycle our own. Um, and then we went back to the strategy and I think that's five years ago. And today it's like nearly 100% of our fabrics are what we call sustainable preferred fabrics, which is the best alternative. I mean, having said this, we know that the best you can do is being naked. Um, it's yeah it's kind of um, it's always a little bit I don't know how you say this but of course we sell a fashion brand and then we want to be sustainable and I actually I think um, it interests people that they want to look good you want to feel nice into nice fabrics you want to um, have your own self-expression through your clothes and how you look so we cannot just say we are not buying fashion anymore that would be, I think, naive, but of course it's better for the planet. So we, we try to work with the best you can get. Um, and now we think we are a big step, but we can do much, much better. I think every, like, not every year, but every, like, I would say third year, within three years, a lot of new initiatives are there and even better fabrics are on the market. Um, and then, of course, we also say, because we are a super small company, it's really easy for us to say no to fabrics, which we do not consider um, sustainable anymore, even though we used to produce it. I think it's a good way of also improving what you do and, and, and contribute and have a bigger commitment is sometimes to say, okay, it's selling super well, but we need to stop producing it. Um, and these smaller companies can do that. Of course, it's really difficult if you're huge. Um, the same way we also, I mean, it, it's, it's such a big part of our strategy is the climate and the way we work with um, compensating um, our CO2. Um, 
and it's like I think it's quite unique the way we work because we literally pay a lot of money to invest into clean energy because we do produce and and you cannot produce a collection without using any energy so and the way we do it is um, I think something everybody can do it's just a matter of how much you want to invest because when, in terms of sustainability I think it's it's a lot to do with how much you spend and also I think it's also about how to do classic stuff which people can use for a longer time because buying um, like pieces you want even though if it's a classic look or not for some like a really crazy piece for some people can be classic but I think as a consumer you need to Think about how long time can you own this? If you want to wear it for five years, it's good. Um, I'm also, I, I like my personal opinion is that I think it's so sad when people started to buy too much. Like all of a sudden you ended up paying so little for clothes. Why? I mean, it costs nearly the same to produce something really expensive in cotton than to do something really cheap. It's not like, it's just a matter of how much money you earn sometimes. And I think that's really have to consider not buying too much. Um, also, I think that's like the generations are really good at thinking about how much clothes do they actually need. And of course, reselling and stuff like this is also a good um, alternative and of, I do it myself on Vestiago, like, you know, resell what I don't use anymore. But of course, there are a lot of also things involved when you resell, like we have to wash the collection, uh, especially if you rent out stuff. Um, I think, I don't know if it's the best uh, solution. I think people should consider buying sustainable and buying less. I agree totally. And one of the great things, I suppose, is that what was a very small community who were interested in buying sustainable and wearing sustainable, it's now becoming really mainstream thanks to big platforms like Zalando. And I think what they're doing is so impressive and it really allows people to shop sustainable without sacrificing that nice shopping experience. So what, what got you interested in working with Zalando for the first collection? Yeah, I would say um, Zalando is really, really a big player. I mean, it's like, for me, it's like the biggest country in Europe. Do you know what I mean? They talk to so many consumers and their strategy is out of this world. They're really, really, really strong in walking the talk and also um, working with brands and introducing new sustainable brands on their platform. So I think um, when... Guys like Salando introduce this, it's really becoming like there's no way back. Everybody can buy sustainable fashion. Um, and they have really strict rules also. You cannot just say, oh, this is sustainable. They have a lot of things we follow. And I think it's really, they really walk the talk, right? Yeah. What are your, some of your favorite pieces that you designed for the autumn winter collection with them? Um, like I think my personal favorite is probably the vegan leather jacket. It's like um, it's like a two-colored piece, and you can just 
it's super oversized, so you can layer it and wear it with chunky knitwear. And if it's raining, you can still wear it. And we can recycle it afterwards because it's um, made out of recycled polyester. So it's, it's really great. So I think that's my favorite piece. <laughs> Gorgeous. You touched a little bit on the wind farm and investing in that kind of energy. And I know you guys are really involved with a wind farm in Vietnam. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, um, it's a project which is a gold standard and a gold certified pledge from the United Nations. They are supporting this. And it's about um, lowering the price and wind energy in Vietnam. So it makes it as cheap as buying normal energy. What is inspiring you this year? I know it's been kind of a crazy year. I think things are a little bit more crazy in Dublin and Ireland here than they are for you in Copenhagen. But what are the kind of things that are inspiring you? And what's going to be inspiring you over the next few months as you design and bring out the collection and everything? Yeah, I think like, um, yeah, we were locked down in March. So what we did kind of right away was to cut down on the collections because we felt it was time to, instead of like being too stressed and overproduced, we kind of focused. And I think that's also what COVID told us that you cannot just um, expect everybody, the world to be the same right away. We were kind of vulnerable, right? As mankind that all of a sudden, uh, we have never seen a mask in Copenhagen in our entire lives. And then all of a sudden, like, you see it, it it's, it's really weird. And it, I think it shocked everybody that, that the world is so small and all of a sudden everybody is, is so um, affected by this. And um, of course, it's, it's really easy sometimes coming from a Scandinavian country because we don't have poverty. We don't face the same um, things as bigger countries. Uh, where I'm really, really worried about, like my friends in New York, for instance, you know, when they all of a sudden move out of the city and things like this in Denmark is very, very different. But I think it's great you touched there on reducing the collections. And I think that is one thing that's changed is people are really rethinking how and what they buy and just being a lot more mindful and, and people like you designers, obviously you're so mindful already, but thinking how can I be even more uh, conscious and even, even less wasteful? So I think there, there definitely has been some good from it. Do you have another designer that you love? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Celine, uh, especially the old Celine collections. Um, I love to keep them and to keep on wearing them. And it's also a great brand when you like something classic. And I'm so old, I still have collections I wove when, like, 20 years ago. So that's also kind of funny, like, you know, the new Mew from the 90s and stuff like this. So I think it, it's kind of when, when you've been in fashion for 20 years, you also kind of have your own little archive. So I also like vintage in this kind of way and to go into... Like, and especially Paris. I think both Amanda and I love Paris. <laughs> uh, we miss traveling, of course. Right? Don't you guys miss traveling? Yeah. So much. And Copenhagen was the last place I visited right before lockdown. <laughs> and it was the best trip. I had such a great time. So I felt like that's what kept me going. And I can't wait to get back there. 
when everything yeah. gets back to normal, hopefully. But yeah, I think we're all missing that travel and that inspiration for sure. Another brand also, I think what Amy Powell is doing with Mother Pearl is great. Yeah. I did some talks with her for her. It's more like nature and also like the tech fabric. So we also have really nice way of doing sustainability, but with different mindsets. And I think it's, it's such a big topic. Yeah. And that's one of the best things about the Zalando collection. There's something for everyone, no matter what your style and, and what you're into. And it's just fabulous. Congratulations on it. It's so gorgeous, Charlotte. And thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for the time. And send my love to Copenhagen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you.